Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you would do me a favor, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach 1,000 subscribers, so anything will help. But here's where we'll start. Oh, man. So that Thursday night football game, man, there's a lot to unpack with that game from both the Washington football side and the Giants side. There's, there's a lot to unpack. And let's 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 start with the Giants. Let's start with the Giants. You know the 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 I said this in my in my breakdown or breakdown the NFC East. And I say this all the time. The Giants don't know. You know how do I? Uh, let me say it like this. There's a lot of reasons why. Um, the Giants, there's cause for concern with the Giants. There's a lot of reasons. Uh, the defense isn't as good as it was projected to be and how as good as it should be. Saquon Barkley, while his knee is healthy, he doesn't trust it. You can tell by, you know, he he doesn't trust his knee yet. But the big the biggest the biggest problem and the biggest question mark is with Daniel Jones. When I broke down the NFC East, I said that this is Daniel Jones' pretty much last ditch effort, like his last chance to prove that he is indeed a quality starting quarterback, right? And 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 New York, to their credit, New York has done everything they 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 can to to help Daniel Jones or to. To give Daniel Jones a full plate, you can pretty much say. He has the running game in Saquon Barkley. He has probably arguably the best wide receiver core in the NFC East with Darius Slayton, with Kenny Galladay, with uh, Shepard. And when he comes back from injury, uh, Ingram, the tight end. You also have Kyle Rudolph, the tight end. But you look at Thursday night football. You look at the Thursday night football game, right? And everything that every every question that you had from Daniel Jones was pretty much answered. Does Daniel Jones have a turnover problem? Yes, he does. Did he turn the ball over on Thursday? No. But what did Daniel Jones show us on Thursday night? He threw what twenty two for thirty two, two hundred and forty nine yards. He had a touchdown. He also had nine carries for 95 yards. He had a big carry that was a big run that was a touchdown at first, but due to holding, uh, it was called back. You know, it. I don't know what. Okay, so if you're a Giants fan, right? If you're a Giants fan, you should. Uh, the Giants lost the way that the Giants should would have lost that game. Uh, you fight pretty much tooth and nail the whole game. The last, I mean, you the, the Washington throws a pick. You get it, and Daniel Jones throws it behind. Uh, Sterling Shepard doesn't complete it. Gets a field goal. Washington gets it again. Actually, 
Yeah, gets a field goal. Washington gets it's, and then Washington has a chance to win it. They kick the field goal, miss. But Dexter Dexter Lawrence is who is who is who is positioned right next to the ball. By the way, uh, gets the offsides, pushes them up five yards. They kick again. Washington wins. It was. You know, there's a there's a lot of problems with with New York. Let me just let's 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 start there. There's a lot of problems with New York. Again, their defense is not clicking as 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 the thought as we thought because there should be no reason why Tyler Heineke threw for three hundred and thirty six yards. Um, I know it it seems I seem like I'm a little scatterbrained, but I'm not. Like it's, I don't know how to tackle, or I'm having a tough time tackling how to uh, properly address the problems that that wash that the that the New York Giants have. Uh, I, you know what I think? And now that I'm sitting here really thinking about it. I think all those problems is kind of what's saving Daniel Jones. Because Daniel, trust me, Daniel Jones is part of those problems. He is part of the problems. He has a turnover problem. There was there was multiple passes where he threw behind the receiver or he threw a high, so it's it was it was a lot. But there's a lot of problems. Again, the defense, the Giants' defense is not where it's supposed to be. The Giants, the Giants' defense was supposed to be their calling card. Joe Judge is a is a defensive minded quarter or coach. And their defense is supposed to be A1. You know what I mean? Their defense is supposed to be tough. Their defense is supposed to be the, the calling card of their team. The defense has usually been the calling card of the New, the, the New York Giants when they won those two Super Bowls. Though, those, those New York teams were predicated around defense. Even though they had, you know, Eli Manning, defense was their calling card. And with a coach like Joe Judge, that's what it's supposed to be here. But it's not. Um... It's just undisciplined, and it, it was undisciplined on both sides, but the Giants are just undisciplined, and, and both teams knew. You didn't, as far as the Washington football team and the Giants, you did not want to go down 0-2. The, the percentage of going down 0-2 and making the playoffs is pretty slim. Like That's why you saw both teams fighting as hard as they did. Um, The running game. Saquon again. Saquon Barkley's knee is healthy. It's just he he has to trust it. That's the that's that's the question that we had with Joe Burrow. I'm like Joe Burrow said he he had a tough time trusting his knee and or trusting his ankle after the 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 injury last year. And Saquon Barkley, while he did break out for one uh, on Thursday, it doesn't it doesn't seem like he really knows what he wants to do with uh or doesn't seem like he trusts his movement, his body enough. Cause there's a lot of times where he could have broke out. There's a lot of times where he could have went out uh or or, or juke somebody when he usually would have done and and they just they just stopped him. Now a lot of that is of course the Washington's defensive front, which is one of one of the better defensive front actually one of the top defensive fronts in the league. But Saquon Barkley couldn't get anything done. And it's not just that, you know, the first game they played, Saquon Barkley didn't couldn't couldn't do much. Um Oh, and the drop passes, man. Again, you you sh- I would feel sick as a wash as a as a as a New York fan 
Because the Darius Slayton drop, man, that would have that would have won the game. That would have won you the game. Darius Slayton, I think that there was it was like 13 yards from the defense. Like the defender was 13 yards away from him. That's how wide open he was. And uh Darius Slayton just dropped it. So it sucks, man. It sucks. But and, and that's what I think is saving Daniel Jones. Cause a lot of again. You've thrown the ball behind Sterling Shepard when you need a first down, and he would. If you would have got a first down in that position, you would have won the game. You would have just dwindled down the clock. Game would have been over. Can't do that. The penalties, man. They had two after the Darius Slayton drop. They had two tough, um, two tough uh, false start penalties. So now. You you kick yourself out of or you get yourself out of field goal range. It's just it was a lot, man. It was a lot. The Giants. I'm starting to realize the Giants probably now. Again, I understand this is week two at this point, but the Giants are probably the worst team in the NFC East, man. I thought it was going to be the the Philadelphia Eagles, but how the Philadelphia Eagles looked against the Atlanta Falcons compared to how the Giants have looked these last two weeks. It's 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 been. Ugh. It's been tough, and and the thing is, the question is now, like, how long do you really stay with? Well, you have to stay with Daniel Jones, of course, till the end of the year, unless like somebody trades for him, which I doubt is going to happen. But how long do you stay with Daniel Jones? Do you be like, or do you just chalk it up to? And again, I understand it's week two, but this is this has been going on. This was this was happening last season. The same Daniel Jones that we got last season is what we're getting this season. He's he's finicky with the ball. He has a he has a ball protection problem with it, whether it's interceptions, whether it's fumbles. Uh, he throws the ball like there's games where he looks incredible. There's games where he looks incredible, and there's games where he do, he doesn't even look like he should be an NFL quarterback. That's and that's the inconsistency that 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 the Giants cannot afford to have, especially when you have a core. This talented, but let me not let me not just put on Daniel Jones. That offensive line. Now the offensive line did a decent job on Thursday. Daniel Jones was sacked what three times? Uh, no, four times. Three of them was in the first half. So the, the 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 offensive line wasn't as bad as it usually is, but the offensive line is god awful. Like it's 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 poor. They probably have. I I always bag on the Seattle Seahawks offensive line. The Giants probably have the worst offensive line in the league, and that is saying that's in that's in the same league with the Seattle Seahawks. It's in the same league with the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's in the same league with the New York Jets. The Giants may have the worst, and that and this is the same Giants team that gave us Eric Flowers. Think about that. Mm. It's it's tough to be a Giants fan right now. If you are a Giants fan, I'm not, but hey. It doesn't look, even though again you have the pieces, it just doesn't. It looking mighty bleak for 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 New York Giants right now. But let's go over to Washington real quick. So Tyler Heineke, Heineke Tyler he, Taylor Heineke, I apologize. Uh, went thirty four for forty six, um, three hundred and thirty six yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Now I understand the win. 
first and foremost, Washington had no business winning, but they did. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to take away the win, even though, again, a lot of it was aided by the incompetency of the New York Giants. But they got the win, so I'm not going to, you know. But the question today is, should Washington feel secure with Tyler Heineke as their as their quarterback meaning should they really like make a call for like cam newton or somebody and here's here's i'm gonna it's tough right i'm going to be objective tyler heineke looked good let me first say that tyler heineke looked really good he looked better than i thought he would uh especially in a divisional game against a, a defense that i thought was was straight Tyler Heineke looked good. I mean, he threw for 336 yards. He he looked good. Two touchdowns to an interception. And, and it's not it's nitpick it's nitpicking, but it's not really like these are are things that I saw and things that the the commentators saw that that analysts saw. A couple things that Tyler Heineke does does extremely poor. He sails a lot of his passes are sail passes. That's why. If you really look, a lot of the times when the wide receiver caught the ball, they were either either jumping in the air or they had to like extend because he, he this, the ball sails. Now again, I know this is it's only his third career start, I believe. Like I know I'm nitpicking. Also, that's the reason why homie homie from the Giants was able to get the interception. What he does is he stares down the wide receivers, like he stares them down, like he he. He looks at them from the time that he yells hike until like he stares them down. And that's when you're playing against a more disciplined defense, that is going to bite you. And it almost bit them. It almost bit Washington on Thursday, but of course it's the Giants. So the question is, should Washington feel secure about Tyler Haneke being their starting quarterback? Because more than likely he's going to be the starting quarterback until Ryan Fitzpatrick comes back, you know, whenever that is. Uh, I I guess yeah, I guess yeah. I, I'm not going to be uh the the sore. Tyler Heineke looked good. There's some things that he needs to clean up, and again, I'm only I'm only it's only his third start, so I don't expect him to be freaking Aaron Rodgers or or Tom Brady uh, or anything like that. So, but he he was good. The th- but Washington, there are start. I'm starting to see problems that. This is week two, and and these problems are starting to uh, to continue to linger. Problem number one, bruh, I understand that we have the one of the best defensive fronts in the league. I get I get Washington has one of the best defensive fronts in the league, but our secondary, Washington's secondary, has to be one of the worst. I don't know they from from letting wide receivers get wide open to blown assignments to again Darius Slayton should have won the game for the Giants if it wasn't for the fact that he can't catch like that even though he's one of their better wide receivers he just missed the ball but that should have been game because miscommunication I don't know if it was Landon Collins I don't know if it was Fuller as good as our defensive front is is equal to how bad our secondary is it's man 
Our offensive line is pretty good. Our running, you know, Antonio Gibson, he he was he was good. J.K. Uh, J.D. McKissick was was straight. Our our wide receiver core was good. Terry McLaurin had a night. Um, Sims was cool, but this oh, man Washington is not going to go anywhere if that secondary doesn't improve, and that's just facts. Like we can win games, but think if we were playing a better team or or you know a better quarterback or whatever like that. We would have lost that game. I mean, the first half was pretty ugly. First half was pretty ugly. Um, But, hey, we're one and one. So, Washington's one and one. The Giants are one and two. And I think that, uh, I guess, moving forward, Washington should feel good, at least right now, that Tyler Heineke is their corner. Taylor Heineke is, why do I keep saying Tyler? Taylor Heineke is their is their quarterback. Um, I mean, he looked good. I don't. No one's saying that he's a top quarterback in the league, but he can keep it afloat, especially with our defensive front so good. It's just, it doesn't matter if our defensive front's not creating, and that's why I said that the Giants did, and the and the uh, the Chargers, they did really good as far as protection. If if our defensive front's not creating hurry ups, not um not getting to the quarterback that we're in a huge disadvantage because our our secondary or Washington secondary sucks. So it's just like it doesn't matter how good the 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 defensive front is if they're not getting sacks. Yes, I understand they got four yesterday or Thursday, but it's just like yeah. When 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 we can't get off the field cuz our third down defense is so bad, that's a problem. And I mean, I don't know if Washington saw the schedule, but you got you got Russell Wilson coming to town. You have Kendrick Kendrick. You have Patrick Mahomes coming to town. I believe you have Aaron Rodgers to play. That's not going to cut it at all. If if you're struggling against Daniel Jones to get off third like to get off the field for third downs and and Justin Herbert and there's no disrespect to Justin Herbert, he's a great quarterback, but if you're struggling to get off the field with that, what do you think you're going to do when when Mahomes comes to town? So or 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 Russell Wilson comes to town. So I mean, I guess shouts out to Washington for being one and one. Uh, as unfortunate Giants that you're toe too, and it doesn't get much easier from here. Uh, I think the Giants' next game is. The Falcons, I mean, you might win that game. The Falcons, garbage for some reason. Like, defensively, they're just horrible. But, you know. But moving forward, uh, let's... I'm going to predict all the games. I'm going to predict all the games for week two. Uh, I'm going to tell you why teams are going to win. You know, why a team's not going to win. Uh, and let's start with the Patriots and the Jets. Week one showed me a lot about the Jets, and it actually didn't. It didn't really like. I wasn't really astonished by anything. I w- a lot of things conf- was confirmed to me, and and that is the Jets suck. Like the Jets' offensive line is god awful. The Jets don't. I did th- see that they um they did activate Jameson Crowder, so that's pretty cool, and he's going to be a piece for Zach Wilson. But outside of Zach Wilson and Crowder, like th- this whole team is garbage, and. 
I think, I mean, the, the Patriots, their defense is good. Their running game is stout. And Mac Jones, I mean, he's still, he's a rookie, but he's not going to hurt them. And I just think that the, the, the Patriots, especially in with Bill Belichick coaching, the Patriots are just bound, leaps and bounds better than the Jets as far as a whole team. So I have the Patriots winning this game easily. I don't think it's going to be close. Um, and that's not an indi- indictment on Zach Wilson. It's an indictment on the fact that the Jets don't really have anybody. Like, their their offensive line is, is god-awful. It's horrible. So I have the Patriots winning that one pretty easily, honestly. Um, next, I have the Bron- or Broncos and Jaguars. Kind of the same thing. The Jaguars got embarrassed by Houston Texans uh, in the first first week, and this is the same Houston Texans team that a lot of people thought were going to be the worst team in the league. Now, I understand you have Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence, even though he did, what, throw three interceptions, he, he looked good. He looked he looked good, and I know it's like, what, three interceptions? I think two touchdowns, three interceptions. Yeah, he, he just he didn't look scared. But the Jaguars as a whole is just ah no. And the Broncos look good. The Broncos with the with the defense, um, even though I, I I've rained down praise on Patrick Sertan, uh, and I have to be fair, Patrick Sertan did not look good. He gave up a big touchdown last week, and even though they did win, he he I don't know what's going on. Maybe he's just he's getting adjusted. So but the Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater looked good. Uh I need to see how they look without Jerry Judy, which was pretty much their number one um, wide receiver. But you do you do have Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton, so I just think that the, the Broncos are a better team overall than the Jags. So I have the Broncos winning that. Um, the Bills and the Dolphins. I think this is going to be a good game. I think the Dolphins have a really good team altogether, especially their defense is good. And the Bills, the reason why I think the Bills are going to win and probably win big is because they got embarrassed. Um, they got embarrassed on or week one, and they should have won week one against the Steelers. And when you're when you're embarrassed like that, and I, I'm not saying embarrassed as far as they got blown out, but they should have won the game, and they were at home. I just think that the Bills, I, the Bills do need to clean up their offensive line, and uh, they need to, they need to, they need to balance out their their offensive attack. It can't just be, you know, this isn't the the Kansas City Chiefs. You, you even though Josh Allen is a great quarterback, you he can't keep throwing the ball 40, 50 times, especially like you have to get Devin Singletary in that running game some more, uh, some more touches and. Try to keep the defense off the field, man, because the defense is not good. The Bills' defense, which was not good really last year, is not good this year. So, or at least wasn't good week one. So, but I think the Bills are going to be the Dolphins because I think it's going to come down to who's going to make bigger plays between Josh Allen and Tua, and I think Josh Allen is is going to do that. You have the 49ers and the Eagles. For some reason, people think that the Eagles, I understand the Eagles looked incredibly good against the Atlanta Falcons, but let me not, let me not, let you, do not forget. The Atlanta Falcons defense is horrible, like horrible. And I'm not, I'm not saying that the Eagles are bad, like horrible, but the Atlanta Falcons defense is horrible. And the 49ers have a complete team from the defense. Now I understand losing, uh, Raheem Morstert is is big, but I think that they they can they can pretty much um they can keep the ship afloat, and I do want to see you know 
what they do between Jimmy G and Trey Lance and everything, but I think that the 49ers are going to win this game. I think their defense is just going to overpower the the Eagles' offense, and uh, I I think that the the offense does not need to lose – just don't lose the game for them because the defense has it. So, out of the 49ers beating the Eagles. The Rams and the Colts, first and foremost, so Hard Knocks came out and said that they're going to do a first ever in season episodes or or whatever like that, and they're going to follow the Colts. I don't think it's a good idea. I think you you have a little bit more freedom and a little bit more you know you'll be able to connect with the players more off season, which is why it's it's so good and it's been as long as it is. Not to mention, like, what are you going to get from an in season team? Like, they're trying to focus on winning a championship. They're they're focused on they're they're not trying to have their secrets and have their plays or, or whatever out in the open so i don't know what you're really gonna get uh for an in-season hard knocks i mean i watch it of course but i just don't think it's a good idea but it is what it is but back to the rams and the colts i think the rams at least from week one looked like probably the most complete team in the in the whole nfl and the colts it's really coming off of like every week is going to be how does carson wentz look and I think when you're going up against that defense, that uh, the Rams defense is not going to look good because you struggled against the Seahawks defense, which is nowhere close, in my opinion, to the Rams defense. So I think the Rams have this. And Matthew Stafford looked really good. Matthew Stafford looked incredible. Uh, shouts out to Matthew Stafford. Uh, and, and I just think that even though the Colts have a really good defense, I just don't think they can keep up with the Rams. Uh, you have the four, the Steelers and the Raiders. I think that the Steelers are going to win this game. I think their defense is going to overpower the Raiders. Don't don't let it confuse you. Don't the Ra- the the Ravens were in complete control of the game before they just they they put took the foot off the brakes. That is the Monday Night Football game with the Raiders. The Raiders don't really have many pieces on offense outside of Josh Jacobs, who's injured. Derek Carr and Darren Waller. That's why they were throwing the ball to Darren Waller nineteen times. Like. They don't really have much. Don't don't let it confuse you. And, of course, you're going against probably the best defense in the league, and that's the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at this at Pittsburgh. I just don't see the Raiders winning that one. Uh, now, the Raiders' defense did look good, and the Pittsburgh's offensive line is, is not good at all. But I just think that they're not going to – I think it's going to be a defensive slugfest. Uh, as, I'm not saying that the Raiders' defense is on the same level – as the um, Steelers defense. I'm just saying the Steelers offensive line is not good. So I think that, you know, Caleb or Carl Nassib is going to be able to get pressure and everything, and and we'll see how it goes. But I, I have the Steelers winning that one. The Bears and the Bengals. This is an interesting game to me. It's an interesting game because on paper, the Bears should easily beat the Bengals. The Bears have a better team. Uh, the Bears have – the Bears don't – really you know there's not really the Bears should uh, the Bears are more a complete team than the Bengals but the reason why I said this is interesting because you still don't know what's going to go on with the Bears quarterback position is Andy Dalton going to start and finish the game is Justin Fields going to come in and the Bears defense now I understand you're playing against the Rams and that high-powered offense but the Bears defense looked horrible like horrible like they looked probably the worst they've ever looked in their franchise history on on uh what that sunday night football and 
when you're going against Joe Burrow, who looked incredible uh, against the who are they, I forgot who they just played, but it looked incredible. You get Jamar Chase going, you get um, T Higgins, you get Tyler Boyd. They, you know, they you just. I don't. I I think that the Bears are going to win because I think they're a better team. But I think that it, it to me this is a coin flip game. This it's just because you, there's a lot of question marks that you still have with the Bears, and there's there's a lot. I mean, there's not really much question marks that you have with the Bengals. You know a lot. I'm not saying the Bengals are a complete team, but you know the Bengals are not good offensively. I mean, like on the offensive line, their offensive line is not good. You know, defensively they're not that good. The Vikings and they beat the Vikings and and. I'm not saying the Vikings are on the same level as the Bears, but what I'm saying is they shouldn't have beat the Vikings, and they did because of the play of Jamar Chase. I mean, not Jamar Chase, of uh, Joe Joe Burrow. And I think going into this game, Joe Burrow is the best quarterback going into it. So I have the Bears because I think that their defense got embarrassed. I think their defense is going to come uh, probably should be better than it was against the Rams. So I have the Bears uh, beating the Bengals. Browns and Texans. I think the Browns are going to destroy the Texans. Shouts out to Tyrod Taylor, but I think the Brown the Browns the Browns feel like they should have won against the Chiefs. Uh, it was a little thing that 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 cost them the game, and uh, the Texans don't let it fool you. The Texans played a a worse team in the Jaguars, and. A lot of people are saying, including myself, saying that the 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 Browns are good enough to at least make it to the NFC, cha- I mean AFC Championship. So, I think the Browns, if the Browns consider themselves a top team in the league, they should destroy the the Texans. And I think, or the, and I think that's what they're going to do. The Saints at the Panthers. I think that's going to be a really good game. Uh, I think that's a, a, a big test for Jameis Winston as far as going in, you know, playing his first quote unquote away game uh, as a starting quarterback for the Saints. But I do think that they're going to win the game. I don't. I didn't really like what I saw from the from the Panthers defense, uh, and I do want to see what Sam Darnold looks like, you know, playing against a better defense. Like you're going to play against the Saints defense, who was a, a top defense in the league, uh, and. I, I just think that Jameis Winston has looked better. Now, I think a lot of you can equate him looking good to just how bad the Green Bay Packers looked, but I'm not going to take away from the fact that Jameis Winston looked really good with five touchdowns, no interceptions last week. Uh, and Sandor looked good too, but I'm going to go with the Saints this game. I'm going to go with the Saints. I think their defense is going to uh, be better than the Panthers' offense and defense. So, I have the Saints winning that one. Vikings and Cardinals. Vikings lost to the Bengals, and the Bengals have no defense. They have no offensive line, and they lost. And the Cardinals just beat the Tennessee Titans, which a lot of people think is good enough to make it to the AFC Championship uh, and damn near the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I think that Kyler Murray is better than anybody on the the. Uh, I mean – the Cardinals have the best quarterback in the game. They have the best wide receiver in the game. They have, well, Delvin Cook is probably the best running back, but they, they it's just a better team in my opinion. So I have the Cardinals beating the, the Vikings. The Bucks and the Falcons. Falcons just got destroyed by the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, the Buccaneers uh, just won the Super Bowl. So 
and you have Tom Brady, and you have that that I mean that defense. The Bucks are going to destroy the Falcons, in my opinion. Uh, Seahawks against Titans. I think this is going to be a closer game than a lot of people ex- uh, expect it to be. I think that because the Tennessee Titans got embarrassed against the Cardinals, what thirty-eight to thirteen, and Mike Vrabel coming out and, and speaking out against you know Julio Jones and everything. I think that they're going to play a lot better than they did. But then again, you have you have I think there's going to be a, a an upset. I think that the Titans are going to beat the Seahawks. Um I think Russell Wilson is going to ball out. I think he, you know, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are going to be incredible. But I think because the Tennessee Titans look so bad, they're going to come, you know, they're going to come guns blazing on on Sunday. And I think you know, Derek, you're going to see a vintage Derrick Henry game. A.J. Brown's going to look good. Ryan Tannehill's going to look good. So I think that that's going to be an upset pretty much. Chargers, Chargers and Cowboys. Oh, I don't know. This, see, this is why this is a tough game. So reports came out this week. Unfortunately, Demarcus Lawrence uh, broke, his, broke his foot. He should be out six to eight weeks. Um, he has successful surgery, so shout out to that, and then I hope for a speedy recovery. Um, but people are, you know, going left and right. Uh, Randy Gregory, he has COVID. Uh, I forgot another player has suspended five games for substance abuse. Um, it's it's a lot going on, man, and that's a, and Ezekiel Elliott. Now again, I understand. We talked about this. Uh, last Thursday night football game, like Ezekiel Elliott needs to needs to be more involved in the offense. I'm not saying that's on Ezekiel Elliott. I'm just saying like you need to involve him more. And the Chargers struggled against Washington. Uh, I think that the biggest, in fact, I know the biggest reason why they won is because Justin Herbert was the best quarterback of the day. And I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a shootout. But I, I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys, from what I, the Cowboys should have beat the Bucks if it wasn't for the Bucks being the Bucks, and I think that that Cowboys team is going to they they understand people understand how how vital it is not to go down 0-2 and try to make it um try to make it to to the playoffs, and I don't think the Cowboys, quote-unquote America's team, wants to go down 0-2, so I think the Cowboys are going to win that game. I don't think it's going to be easy or anything, but I think the Cowboys got that. Chiefs and Ravens, this is the biggest game. Uh, of course, this is Sunday Night Football, but here's the thing, man. I don't think the Ravens are like... See, it'd be different if the Ravens were fully healthy. If you had J.K. Dobbins, if you had Gus Edwards, if you had the offensive lineman, I think the guard that now out, if you had Marcus Peters, if you had some of the, a lot of those players that are injured, Rashad Bateman, um, but they don't. And I think because of that, you have to, you're putting a lot of pressure on Lamar Jackson. You're putting a a lot of pressure on Lamar Jackson to run the ball, putting a lot of pressure on Lamar Jackson to throw the ball. Not to mention the fact that, you know, Teams know what you're doing at this point. Like you, we know that you're not as successful because, I mean, Sammy Watkins is cool, yeah. Uh, Hollywood Brown is cool, yeah. Mark Mark Andrews is cool, yeah. But who do you have to really create separation? And you're going, you're going against a juggernaut that is the Kansas City Chiefs. 
And the Kansas City Chiefs didn't even really utilize uh, Clyde Edwards Lair. They didn't really utilize McCole Harmon week one against the the Browns. Like and a lot of people are kind of chalking this up to it's Lamar against uh, Patrick Mahomes. It's really not. It's the Ravens against the Chiefs. I think the reason why they 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 kind of put it as Lamar against Patrick Mahomes is when you look at the AFC, man, these are two elite quarterbacks. I mean, you have two former, you know, former MVPs. Uh, a lot of people expect the Ravens to be better at times than they are. A lot of, I mean, the Chiefs are coming off of two Super Bowl appearances, one win, one loss. And a lot of people are seeing the, this, this matchup as it could be a top matchup for years to come. So, of course, you're going to, you know, the the two young hot quarterbacks in in the AFC is just I just don't think the Ravens as a team, especially seeing how bad their defense looked. Look, Marlon Humphreys is not there. Okay, why are you? And I said this when they when they played the uh, the Raiders. Why are you continuously doing man? It's not going to work. You're not look. You don't have the pieces to run man. Run some zone. Run some cover three. Something like you're not. Do not cover zero and man is not going to work. It's just not. And if it didn't work against Derek Carr, do not think that it's going to work against Patrick Mahomes. So I think I don't think the Ravens are going to get blown out, but I do think that the Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, I do think that the Chiefs are going to win like pretty handedly. You know what I mean? I just I just don't know if I think the injuries. The injuries are really hurting the Ravens, and we knew that was going to happen. But I, I just think that they don't have enough for the for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I got the Kansas City Chiefs winning that game, and the Lions at Green Bay. Oh man, I think the Lions are about to get destroyed. Uh, the Green Bay got embarrassed Week One against the Saints, and that all you've been hearing is you know is is Aaron Rodgers done? Uh, is this a lost season? Will they make the playoffs? I think that they're going to destroy the Lions. I think they're going to remind the world just how good, um, just how good he is, or just how good the Packers are. And like, hey, y'all, all right, chill out, y'all. Like, uh, this is the Packers. I think they're going to destroy the Lions. So, um, not to mention, De'Aaron Swift is is questionable. Who is their best running back, or uh, or that is the the Lions' best running back? He's questionable, so you don't know. But uh, yeah. I think those are my those are my predictions for week two. Uh, let me know how you feel, and uh, we'll move from there. And and finally, before we go, yeah, this is a, this is a quick one today. I'm still still feeling a little under the weather, but uh, you know we're gonna push through. So this off season, teams are calling the Brooklyn Nets about Kyrie Irving. Um, you know, of course, and trades and everything. Not saying that Kyrie Irving's available. But teams are calling to see, hey, you have Kevin Durant, you have Kyrie, you want to see if you can get one of the big three. And we pretty much know Kevin Durant is pretty much untouchable. Uh, you get James Harden, and of course you, you're going to extend the contract and everything, and he's pretty much close to untouchable. So the next person is Kyrie Irving. And the reason why this is a topic and the reason why we're in this show like this is because Kyrie Irving comes out and says, "Hey, <laughs> what's up, yo? If you tr- well, his camp a report saying his camp's coming out and saying that he he is going to retire if the Brooklyn Nets trade him. Um, 
first and foremost, I respect the fact that you know I respect the player the player empowerment era. I respect the fact that players are able to pretty much dictate and control what they want to do. Kyrie Irving is already on record pretty much saying that he doesn't plan on playing in his late thirties or whatever. Uh, so he doesn't plan on having the longest career this and third, not because of injury anything. He's just he he doesn't see himself wanting to play late thirties. Um. But I don't know, man. And I've 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 always been the one. I've I've I'm very outspoken on this on this podcast, saying that I think that they need to trade Kyrie Irving and get a, a defender, get a piece. Like imagine if they had Brent. Uh, what's his name? Imagine if they had uh, Ben Simmons. If they traded Kyrie Irving for Ben Simmons, that that would be just boom. Like that'd be incredible. Like they need defense. One reason why, of course, the biggest reason why they lost was because um, of injury, of course, Kyrie Irving being out, James Harden not being 100%. But it was also because they didn't have a big man, not to mention the fact that DeAndre Jordan's gone now. They didn't have a big man, and they didn't really have anyone to defend. Giannis was getting anything he wanted. Chris Middleton was getting anything he wanted. And they didn't really have any person to defend. Yeah, KD was dropping 49 and 48 points and everything, but they didn't have defenders. And I was always saying, you, if you're going to break up, I mean, you don't need all three of them. Like, the the one of the biggest questions were was, can Kyrie, KD, and, and James Harden play together? We've seen that they can. They've, they looked incredibly well. Kyrie Irving pretty much gave the point guard position to James Harden, so he's pretty much exclusively the two when James Harden's there. And, of course, KD can play in any, posi- any, any offense. You, KD is just that good. So the question is, like I said, can can you know is is should Kyrie demand a trade? I don't I don't I mean not demand a trade. Should Kyrie retire? I mean again, you can, can take control of your of your can you know your your career. So that's what he wanted that's what he wanted to do, but imagine Kyrie Irving going to the Imagine Kyrie Irving on the what's it what's it on the seventy sixers with with Joel Embiid and, and Tobias Harris, or imagine Kyrie on what's another team that would be good. Uh, I don't know. I just don't. I just wouldn't go as far as say I'd retire. I understand that you want to play with KD, you want to play with James Harden. You feel that there this is special. Uh, you know the the Brooklyn Nets is a special organization. Um, and of course. You helped get KD there. You you know it was pretty much a, a tandem, but uh, I don't know, man. And I do think that this is going to completely just kill his his draft. I mean his trade ability because nobody's going to trade for a player that's come out and say I'm not playing for anybody else but Brooklyn. Like I, I'm not going to, I'm not doing it. I'm going to retire. And Kyrie Irving does not seem like the person that's bluffing. Like if you look at Kyrie Irving's. He he's done some eye raising things, but it, he he ain't, he ain't never done nothing. To, like if Kyrie ever says he's gonna do something outside of when he said he's gonna stay with Boston, it, it doesn't really strike you. You know, he doesn't really strike you as the type of person to be like, no, I changed my mind. So outside of when he said he was staying with Boston, uh, but I don't know, man. I just I wouldn't do that because. Now I understand that again. You feel like there's something special that could be in in, in Brooklyn, uh, but I wouldn't I wouldn't threaten to to retire. But that's just me. And I think that Brooklyn again. Imagine Brooklyn having someone like um, 
again, having someone like what's his name, Ben Simmons, like imagine, like it, it's it, you know, you know, that's just me. But hey, shouts out to Kyrie. I think that they're they're good enough to win the championship. Um, I think it's it's gonna come down to uh, between them, the Lakers, and and uh, Milwaukee. So I'm excited to see that what the season will look like as well. So. But there you have it, man. That's been today's episode of Unpopular Podcast. It's a short one today because, again, I'm not really feeling too well, but I wanted to give you guys something. Uh, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. If you want an Unpopular Podcast shirt, sweatshirt, hoodie, uh, joggers, the link is in the description below. Get your diff- There's different colors, different, different uh, designs. Get yours today. Go get your merch. Go get your merch. Also, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach a thousand subscribers, so anything will help. Uh, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And until next time, much love. Thinking about how I was in those styles. Right. Though you wish you was with me, you see me in the ride. Yeah. You also see my b- she sitting in passions aside. Yeah. Let's just speak the real, I'm putting all passion aside. Ooh. You know we started off as friends, we just having a vibe. Yeah. Now you my guilty pleasure, fill me with letters right. and lies. I think I'm at my match, cause you were savage as I. Out of the drum, the-